0: Welcome to the Royal Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Werman. Today, we're again going to push the Royals down in our typical order for where we would talk about them because they are still terrible. Really uh terrible. So today, we'll start um, with the NBA and some NHL. Or no, sort of the NHL, I guess, first. And then we'll talk about the NBA and then the Royals. And we'll end today's uh, discussion with uh, probably the lengthiest portion of uh spent on the nfl draft from last week oh
1: we're talking about last week's draft we're not talking about the 2024 uh, uh nfl draft which we've already seen which i sent you a, a mock
0: draft that i saw from cbs.com No, instead we'll talk about the 2026 nfl draft, <laughs> we expect to go number one it's
1: basically the recruiting we- rankings from this year probably would be the 2026 right NFL draft uh
0: right how many five star We'll, we'll open over? today with the uh, Boston Bruins having been ousted after their record-setting season, and also yeah. last year's champions uh, Colorado Avalanche, both being eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, who who are you interested in now, or anybody, or or were you watching before? And who or what what do you expect to happen from here? Is this
1: yeah, I don't really know who I'm interested in. I, yeah, I know who I really don't want to win. I guess you could say also Tampa Bay, who had won two years ago, had been one of the strongest teams over the past four or five years, also went out, although they were a three seed. Um, they lost to maybe the team that I would want to win the most. Yeah, That's uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, who haven't won, I believe, since 1967 a Stanley Cup. So for a you know traditional hockey city like Toronto, going – what is that? Fifty six. There'll be fifty six years without uh, a Stanley Cup, and during a lot of those years, there were only six or twelve teams. So, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, mean, I I would like to see that. Cur- that's probably the, you know the, maybe the closest thing to like the curse of Bambino or, um, yeah. I don't know if there is a curse story in Toronto uh that's uh there, but I I would like to see Toronto win, especially. Because Boston lost, but they lost to a t- they lost to the Florida Panthers, and I don't want to see a team from Florida win the Stanley Cup. I don't want to see any hot weather teams or any teams that really I see as um, newbie expansion teams. So I'm
0: the Kraken. Also
1: the Kraken. No, although we did learn earlier today when we were talking that the Kraken who beat the Avalanche, um, Seattle does have one Stanley Cup in its history. Uh, And that was the 1917 uh, Stanley Cup. And uh, that Stanley Cup was won by the winner of the Pacific Coast Hockey Association. And uh, that was the Seattle Metropolitans. Um, And the Seattle Metropolitans had an interesting logo. It was a red S but in, in the letters of Seattle were written inside the S in kind of a snake like fashion, mm-hmm. but they included the S. I would have guessed they had the big S and then it would just said E A T T L E inside
0: yeah. the S. Yeah, because it is the S. Yeah, but
1: it was S and then S E A T T L E was mm. how it
0: was. It's just an S shaped Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So it was
1: it was it was snake like. So I mean that's why it had two S's, um, right? That makes sense, yeah, Seattle Metropolitans. All the teams back then had names like the Americans or the Canadians or the Metropolitans, it seems like. and um, but yeah, Seattle,
0: but they were American teams that had the names Americans, though, right? Yes, yeah,
1: so the New York Americans was a team that had the amazing Americans.
0: they were the they were the rivals of the Rangers, I guess at that
1: point. Uh, but uh, in the early days of the NHL, the New York Americans actually played in the Canadian division of the nhl whereas the new york rangers played in the american division with the other american teams um such as the pittsburgh pirates of that time um the detroit cougars chicago Blackhawks. we still have uh but yeah it was a an interesting uh trip down hockey history that we've had we've had a few of those uh lately because we don't know i think because we don't know as much about hockey as we do about uh, these other sports. At least we don't, we don't pretend to know as much about these other sports. I mean, uh, pretend to know as, as much about hockey as we do these other sports. Right. Um, but, yeah, so currently, I think going back to, like, what teams I want uh, to win in the so, Eastern we, Conference. We'll just go through real quick, yeah, right? The, yeah, uh... the Eastern Conference, we have the Florida Panthers against the Maple Leafs in one semifinal. And then we have the Carolina Hurricanes against the New
0: Jersey Devils in the other – um, so, are you pro Devils because they are an older team? I
1: am. I'm also pro Devils uh, because of David Putty uh, yes. from uh, from Seinfeld. Uh, you know, he's face. He's a face painter. He, you know, he supports his team, yeah. no matter what.
0: Um, and also, pro Devils because
1: well, they were once the Kansas City Scouts uh, very long ago. They became the uh, the Denver something or other after they were the scouts and then they became the devils um uh do you remember what they were in denver do you know what they're Mm-mm. uh I know what they were colorado rockies they were the colorado rockies so they were the rockies before rockies were the rockies the rockies were the rockies yeah
0: and they, they relocated not to the jersey. mountains
1: they were already that yeah they became the new jersey devils so I think the Jersey Devils is a, and well, the the I guess I guess the Carolina Hurricanes aren't a new team. They used to be the Hartford Whalers way back yeah. when, but I don't want to support a, I don't, I guess I don't care for any of the uh, Charlotte area uh, sports franchises. <laughs> too too warm of a weather. Too warm. It, they don't seem to support their teams very much. Yeah, no. uh, they're really more of a college sports kind of. Uh, city, and so you know they you know they don't support the uh, you know the basket the basketball team very much whether it's the Bobcats or the Hornets or whatever what they want to call them these days they don't uh, you know they have the 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 Panthers are bad we'll talk maybe about the Panthers um, possibly improving but possibly getting worse because I think they picked maybe the worst of the first round quarterbacks. Yeah. The tiniest of the first round quarterbacks. Yes. And, uh, but anyway, so I don't want, I don't want the hurricanes. Uh, hurricanes shouldn't, hurricanes shouldn't flourish on ice anyway, right? Because uh, they're a tropical storm. Right. And if they're playing on ice, there wouldn't be, probably isn't going to be a hurricane. Although, I guess, was it 2012? There was that hurricane uh, yeah. that turned into the big um, snowstorm uh, that hit the East Coast. But, yeah. Anyway, but I, so I would like to see a Devils Maple Leafs Eastern Conference Final.
0: Yeah, and and I'm I, guessing you're a big um, Golden Knights fan then too because of the uh, recency. <laughs> and the warm weather I'm not. No, I, I. So yeah. So out west,
1: it's either the the Kraken are playing the Dallas Stars. Um, Stars have been the Stars for a little while now, but they're still in Dallas and. I guess I would I would prefer the Kraken even though I don't like their name as much but they're in a northern city and then we have the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers so obviously you want Edmonton against I wouldn't mind seeing an all Canadian final Edmonton and Edmonton Maple Leafs final uh but a Devils Seattle wouldn't be that terrible either but no. those would be the those would be my top 4 with uh, Toronto and Edmonton being uh, one and two, probably.
0: I haven't been following very closely, but I will just take the opposites of all of those just to try to infuriate. See <laughs> so what the Florida Panthers uh to I win want else. all the warm weather and the new teams to win. That's all I like. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like history, and I don't like ice in the north.
1: I guess they're playing in June, so they might as well have a warm weather team uh, <laughs> right. win the Stanley Cup yeah the Vegas has had a good team for a while. they were in the, they were in the finals a few years ago against yeah in their very first or second year um playing um and they beat, and they were they barely lost to the capitals um uh, uh that year. but yeah, I like to see Edmonton um Edmonton uh, uh Edmonton has the best player, uh, uh Connor McDavid who is uh is the point, he's usually the uh you know MVP
0: front runner and he's uh mm-hmm. a points uh leader and things like that. I think uh, they have not had great success in the playoffs, at least anyway. Since, no,
1: uh, yeah, not since uh, Gretzky left. I don't think they've had any success in the playoffs. So they had, so they're also kind of on a um a bit of a curse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, McDavid had yeah, he had 153, he scored 153 points this year, which is a lot. a lot of points. Uh yeah, I think it's it's and he scored sixty-four goals, eighty-nine assists. So he's he is the real star of the NHL right now. So yeah, I'd like to see him his team uh his team do well. But maybe is not the
0: expensive. Think there is, actually like a, a curse for being like getting the most wins in the regular season and then being ousted early in the playoffs that does seem to have happened in a lot of sports actually does that happen in baseball to the was it the 01 mariners yes they set the record for wins in a season and then promptly lost in the first round of the playoffs Boston. yeah, yeah the, uh, the
1: gold state warriors won i think they won 73 uh and more one more than the bulls won i think in one of michael jordan's final seasons and they lost i think to the was it the cavaliers that year they lost they lost uh, they lost that was in the finals though wasn't it they lost in the finals yeah yeah or like you could say that you could go back to the uh the patriots of when they were 16 and on uh, the regular season they also lost in the uh, super bowl to Eli Manning and the Giants that year, but
0: not, but not the first round, which is not the first round. That's what really hurts, though, right? It does. You set a regular season record and then out immediately in the playoffs. Yeah, those Presidents Trophy winners don't they? They do have, especially in um,
1: hockey. They have a curse. I think baseball is probably the second most uh, cursed because I think probably because hockey and baseball, the games are probably the most random uh, in terms of what happens because. Uh, there are only a few points scored here or there. And, you know, you do have a series at least, but, you know, if you know, one goal here or there makes a big difference. And yeah. it made a big difference against um, Boston. Uh, Boston was down 2 nothing, And then they came back to win the lead 3-2 in the final minutes. But then um, Florida scored a goal... Like with less than a minute left, and then they mm-hmm. scored over
0: overtime. So, like you know, and then, the, then the, the 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 margin was very very slim. Um Well, it's just crazy because it looked very bleak early on because they gave up too relatively fast. Yeah, and maybe that's
1: even worse that you get this hope and it's crushed
0: again. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. yeah.
2: Not
0: And they were and they were up in the series, I think three to one too, weren't they? Before they didn't they lose the last the last three. Yeah. I mean, a, the series, they were up three games to one, weren't they? They were up three two games to one, and they lost the last yeah. three. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um,
1: That's pretty Yeah. It seems like... So So I was reading about Maple Leafs just now, and apparently there's a curse of a guy named Davey Keon. Uh, uh, Dave Keon was a, a Canadian hockey center... He played for the Maple Leafs and, um, he was one of the best players of, of his era, but, um, they, uh, I think they ended up blackballing him from, uh, the league, uh, after he played for a number of seasons with Toronto, uh, because, um, he wanted too much money. And then the Leafs didn't let him sign with another team. So he ended up going to the World Hockey Association um, at that point, uh, the rival uh, league. And um, I think maybe that's where I think that's maybe where the, where the curse is said to have originated because they treated uh,
0: their, their treatment him. of that player of that player. So bad. Yeah, yeah. that's my um, short
1: uh, explanation anyway uh there are a little uh if you read the news there's a um a baby uh, uh there's there's you know there's different people reading about how you know this baby uh was born and that will break the curse and um the, i guess the maple Leafs hadn't even won a playoff series in 19 years before winning this first round so mm-hmm. um it had been a while just to even have any success in the playoffs, so uh, the Maple Leafs are 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 looking uh, good. They went to the second round for the first time since 2004. So,
0: although they they have lost Game One tonight and uh, are now down one nothing at home, even and your Ooh. camera is uh, glitching again. You might want to yeah, there you go. It's back. <laughs> the David Keon curse. Strike, strikes the camera, yes. Should we uh, shift to the NBA for a little bit? Yeah, uh, we have...
1: Um, I don't know if we have, any, we have any curses in the NBA that are going on. I guess we had the Bucks were cursed with uh, their first round loss. Mm. Uh, it seemed like maybe Philadelphia would be cursed since uh, Joel Embiid was hurt in the first game against the Celtics, but, um, grizzled veteran, James Harden pulled out a, 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 a game for the ages and, uh, the 76ers are up one, nothing in their, uh, Western and their Eastern conference semifinal series against the, uh, Celtics. Do you have any favorites, uh, in, uh, the, the conference, uh, semifinals in the NBA? Do are there any teams do you think, uh, have the edge?
0: Um I I'm, I'm still pulling for the Lakers I think. Um not I'm not a, I've never been a big Warriors fan at least anyway. So I'm, I've always sort of a uh, yeah, gravitated to team with the best player. I said that LeBron's the best player in the league, so that's still my team until someone else comes along that is interesting, I think. Uh, yeah. They have they survived their round 1, the Warriors won in a pretty tight game 7. Well, I guess it wasn't that tight, actually, but but a tight series, I guess we could say. The series was tight. The game seven wasn't terribly close. No, well, no that
1: was a yeah, Steph Curry easy, win.
0: Easy win for Steph Curry Crazy. and company. Scored but once, I think,
2: I, in the game.
0: yeah. yeah. I,
1: I think that we have the best, maybe the most attractive teams in the West, the three most attractive teams, at least to the casual fan. Yeah. Because we have the Suns, we have uh, the Lakers, and we have the Warriors. And I guess we we have the the nuggets but
0: and also the nuggets but the nuggets are probably the best team in the west the nuggets are the
1: best team but <laughs> yeah. they don't have the star power of either right. any of the other three teams so i want i don't i don't care about them i guess i'm i'm i've become the worst type of fan probably uh is that uh do you want to see the do, or do you want to see the nuggets ruin the uh the pretty boy uh star uh franchises
0: yeah, uh, and, and I mean, if, if, if if the Nuggets do well, good for that. But I don't, I don't really care. I guess they have uh, Jokic, but uh, name name another Nugget, Mike. Um, trying to think. Um, I guarantee you, no other players on there, but.
1: Yeah, I, 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 because they, they, they switch teams so often now. now. I'm looking them up. Okay, Jamal Murray. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they do They have uh, DeAndre Jordan is on the Nuggets now. Jeff Green, he's been around for a while. Uh, one of the better names, Contavius Caldwell Pope. Yep. Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty Michael good. Porter, was, he, was
0: he from Missouri? Was he? Yes, I believe so.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh, another player on the NBA also also has Missouri connection. Uh, a, more, a bigger star we would call on the Suns, uh, Devin Booker,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the son of former Missouri Tigers great
0: Melvin Booker. I didn't. I didn't know they were related. Actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just learned that like a week ago. Huh. Um, Melvin Booker was on that famous uh 1994 93 94 tigers team that went undefeated in the big eight conference uh but then they were what number one seed but then they lost uh in the elite eight so they didn't make a final four so norm stewart's coached uh teams they never made a final four in all of his years of pretty good success as a missouri tigers head coach but never made the final four that was probably their best team their best chance uh they lost early that season they got blown out um i remember by arkansas and Arkansas ended up winning the national championship that year. So they were a better team anyway.
0: But um is that is that what uh drew you to going there?
1: It was it, it
0: helped, I guess. It did have it- them on the radar. They
1: were they were a good team. I like I liked uh they they, they were actually in the finals back, back years. They lost to UCLA the next year in the finals. Um they beat Duke in ninety four, so that was always good. Um to beat the uh those uh Blue Devils, whom I never here for.
0: Well, so now you're anti-Devils. You're <laughs> I'm pro-Regular.
1: I'm pro-Red Devils. I'm red devils i am anti I see. It's not I blue. Suppose. It's the anti- color. Yeah, I'm just kind of anti-Duke. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils are more of a working class kind of Devils. You know, they came out, you know, they started in 82. That's like the height of, you know, Springsteen uh, and, New- and his New Jerseyness. So... You know, it's it's got a, um, I think Springsteen goes to some of the, uh, the Devils games if I'm uh, uh, not mistaken, unless he's a Rangers fan or something. But um, yeah, I don't. I was trying to see if I could find a picture of him, but well, there are. You can buy a, a Springsteen autographed New Jersey Devils. Jersey- Does he go
0: like full David Putty? when he goes to
1: games? <laughs> Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I think Springsteen wants to pretend he's a sports fan and he likes kind of working class stuff but I don't think he really does. Um he as, did you watch his uh Springsteen on Broadway? No. Uh, special. Um he talks about how, you know, he writes all these songs about cars and and driving and stuff like that. He ne- he didn't have his driver's license until very recently apparently. Really? He couldn- drive at all and so you know he's got these cars but you know hopping my you know Chevy or you know driving the you know stolen car you know down the uh you know highway patrolman's picking me up or you know hey you know Mary you know uh you know get in the car we're gonna you know drive forever um
0: it was all it was all like aspirations. it was all a big yes he never did any of it huh he didn't do any of it so you think he like only drinks like with the uh
1: yeah he probably
0: Drinks a lot of white wine,
1: and
2: <laughs>
1: and you know he goes to operas a lot, and he's he's Fraser Crane probably sherry. Yeah, he has a legacy? yeah yeah. I, I'd say he he or maybe he's even more Niles Crane, uh, than Fraser Crane. Although Niles did famously make that half court basketball shot. Did you remember that episode? I didn't remember that. Uh, so so they had um so um they're at the Supersonics game uh there are a couple of, of famous fraser episodes where they're at the supersonics and the first one was like early in the series and they went with their dad and uh niles was listening to the headphones uh and some guy sits down to him so they next to him like comes in the game last late and he goes what's the score and uh niles takes his headphones off and says west side story uh <laughs> and then puts his headphones back on so that was niles but then at a later episode Niles was selected as having the the seat to be selected for the for the uh, half court shot uh that uh they could uh, if you made the shot you win a, a pickup truck and Niles uh he kind of it and and he made it uh from half court and he was uh, a celebrity uh and everybody thought he was a great sports uh guy but he was um table really terrible i think there was another episode where he um was the psychologist for a like a Reggie Miller type player for the supersonics uh, who was in a slump and, and, and things like that. So they, they had a few, uh, basketball, um, centric episodes. Uh, you know, it's Marty Crane, of course, like the uh, sports and the, right. the Crane boys did not as much, but, um, yeah. So I think Springsteen really is, I guess like that. I don't know. He was, a uh, he's, he's, he's not the, uh, working class hero, maybe that, uh, he cracks himself. Up to be but where were we? I, we we got we were we were digressing oh we were talking about the nba weren't we not we started melvin booker and then um arkansas the blue devils red devils yeah then right got
0: to... so what about what about the east though any any teams you're okay. pulling from pulling for in the east miami new york
1: and uh, yeah i guess i guess i want philadelphia probably Philly, yeah, Philly-Boston. Either Philly or Boston, probably, because I think those those were the best two remaining teams. I think yeah. sure. it would be kind of nice to see the Knicks do well. I don't really care if the Heat do well, uh, but they've, they've had some success recently. Um, yeah. I think it would be cool if the Knicks made the finals. It would be hilarious, kind of. Um, yeah. But I think I think it's probably the winner of the Celtics' Um 76ers series is probably the best team in the East.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm anti Boston in general, but uh, I also don't like Philadelphia because of Embiid, who apparently won the MVP award today. Uh, I didn't like him in college. I don't like him in the pros.
1: Oh, yeah. He was sort of an oft injured uh, University of Kansas player as a
0: college player. You didn't like Embiid? No. No, no, shouldn't like anybody from from KU anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he was one of the more like wrecking ball type players because he wasn't very, I don't know, coordinated even in college. Mm-hmm. And like he would get all kinds of calls, even though like it was just clumsiness. Like he would fall over, sort of stuff, and he would get he would get a call. It is infuriating. But- being a, you know, not KU fan and seeing them do well with, with players that they. Well, they did
1: notoriously poorly in the NCAA tournament, I think that year, right. Cause they had, that was the Andrew Wiggins year. So they had the number one and number three overall draft picks uh, in that draft. Andrew Wiggins uh, went to the Cavaliers.
0: I think he, and, I think he'd gotten hurt
1: though. I don't even know if he played in the tournament. I think he got hurt before the tournament yeah up playing, or I think they, maybe they thought he was going to be able to play later in the tournament, but they didn't make it far enough. Um,
0: yeah, and then I think he was drafted. Was he number one overall, or he's a top five pick at least? He was top. He was number three. Uh, Wiggins then, was number one. But, they didn't, but then they knew he was not going to play the entire season. Yeah, and I think he maybe even sat out his first two seasons. So, yeah, yeah. Um
1: I just always thought sure. that
0: was a waste of a <laughs> draft pick if you choose somebody that that definitely is not going to be able to play that season. So yeah. why, why bother making uh, the pick?
1: I guess it worked out. Uh, Philadelphia had some interesting picks, so they had some bad, some bad picks as well that ended up. Um, Has it though? I mean, have they? Well, they've been, a, they've had a good team at least. They haven't uh, won yeah. um, since, I guess, the early '80s. Was that when the last time they won the I think uh, so. championship? When like Moses Malone and Dr. J? Well, uh, were on the team. Um, they they made it to the finals with Allen Iverson. Um, yeah. 20 years ago. And they lost to the Lakers. I liked Iverson; he was one of my favorites.
0: Iverson was great, yeah. Um,
1: he had this, you know, those practice rants and things like right. that. Uh, he was a little guy; he was tough. Um, yeah, I I I liked Iverson a lot. Um,
0: I believe he needed that bigger contract because he needed to feed his kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that one of his lines too? About- yeah,
1: I'm sure it was. Yeah, he was he was a character, um, and. He's, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I miss I miss him. That was also, so that was actually a really interesting draft, that 2014 draft. So Andrew Wiggins, who's on the um, Golden State Warriors now. So he had some trouble earlier in his career. Now he's on Golden State and doing fairly well. Uh, he, uh, Joel Embiid was uh, drafted highly that round. Um, Julius Randle uh, on the Knicks now uh former laker now nick um is really improved lately as well he was a freshman that year out of Kentucky, and also uh later on the second round was uh uh, nicole jokic was in that draft as well so it seems like the 2014 nba draft nine years ago now is really starting to pay uh dividends uh in the nba uh that's that's a I think it's somewhat interesting anyway that uh, some of those players from that period are, are doing so well. Um, yeah. And like it's not, and sort of for the first time, uh, because Randall hasn't had a successful uh, team for a while. Uh, and, you know, Wiggins hasn't really had much success either, and uh, I guess Jokic has been good for a few years now. But um, And Embiid, I guess, but still. Yeah. I don't you yeah so I yeah I guess so I guess I don't know who do you want in the Eastern Conference then you want you go, you going for the Knicks?
0: Not really, but I mean, of those, I think that'd be the uh, that'd be probably the the least bad of the choices, I think anyway. Yeah, and the Knicks have haven't been
1: again like even longer than the seventy six ers, they haven't been in the finals, and they haven't. I don't think they've won since I think Phil Jackson was on the
0: team. I think, yeah. in the early seventies. Their fan base is quite annoying though too. So. <laughs> Spike Lee. I don't something. know if you want them to win. Just yeah, to... they
1: haven't. Well, they haven't had really, like, since, like, Patrick Ewing and Anthony Mason, John Starks. Uh, did,
0: did they win? They didn't win anything those times. They, they got to the
1: finals a couple of times. Yeah. And they lost to, I think they lost, they lost once to the Rockets, maybe both to the, both times to the Rockets.
0: That's um, what I was thinking was that, that was the error. They would or... lose to the Bulls. It's so, like they,
1: they came, uh, maybe I guess that, yeah, they would lose to the Bulls or, uh, you know teams like that usually in the playoffs or or, yeah. or the pacers because Reggie Miller had the big um rivalry with uh Spike Lee um, speaking of sideline uh Watchers we saw we saw uh in the, in game uh six of the Lakers uh their win uh Jack Nicholson uh made an appearance yes. Jack Nicholson do you think the Lakers win another title before uh Jack Nicholson?
0: Guys, nice. I mean, they could win this year. You think he can survive rest the, rest
2: the-, <laughs> the rest of the season?
0: But this year is about their best. Yeah, they should. If that, if they're trying for that, they better, they better just go ahead and do it now, right?
1: Yeah, I think so too. They might have two or three more years, but I think, I think, but better not, better not risk <laughs> I, it. Why
0: take the chance, right? I mean, if that's if that's their goal is to get Jack of another true. championship,
1: then yeah, I think Spike Lee it. has. More years left than Jack Nicholson does, so the the, the Knicks, a Lakers Knicks, a Lakers Knicks final would be fun, um I think. Yeah, yeah, that would be the most fun I think of any. Like your Celtics are is always fun, um but I think the Knicks would be more interesting because they're the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so we've been, we've, I think we've been, um so trying trying to avoid uh talking about the Royals. Uh, as long as possible, just, just kind of uh shooting our hypothetical uh, NBA uh uh dream final matchup. Um, the Royals are losing again tonight,
0: right? Are they still losing? Bottom of the ninth, so, down four, okay. on their way to their 23rd loss.
1: So they're seven and going to be soon to be seven and 23,
0: most likely. Although they just off? got their leadoff guy on. So they're guaranteed to score at least four or five runs now, I think. <laughs> Do you think there's any hope
1: for the Royals uh to sniff? Uh let's say so we we I think we have them over under was it 70 or 68 and a half, something like that? 68 and a half, yeah.
0: Is there any any hope of that? It's getting more bleak, I think, every day. Uh their chance of getting to 10 wins by May sixth is becoming much much less likely.
1: <laughs> yeah, the by Lorenzo Cain Day. That's what that was. Uh, that was our benchmark. We thought they would make it.
0: We thought maybe they would get their tenth win on May sixth. And they, they would are, have to win. I think they need to win. I think all their games now. If they drop this one today, they have to win. Yeah, I think they're, they're off remaining games. Yeah, before that date, yes. And as a reminder, this is Tuesday today
1: but we felt yeah but but this will air on thursday so the royals could be (laughs) even worse by then or maybe we'll think other or
0: or very close to that 10 win mark
1: yeah by um, the time it saves those royals and yeah i don't um i don't have a lot to say about the royals i guess we talked about um Chris Bubich's uh, injury last week. Mm. Uh, We still have a lot of struggling uh, batters, especially. Uh, I think uh, Hunter Dozier has been particularly bad this year. Uh, To your relief, at least, uh, Nikki Lopez has had appendicitis, so he is not going to be playing for a little while. Does that bring you any joy?
0: I would say it brings me joy, but I think it it, uh, should make the team have less ridiculous choices to make that it seems to make the wrong lineup choices on a regular basis by having him in the lineup so often or as a use this a pinch hitter late in, in a late in a game like where there's no reason to have this guy who can't like hit a home run
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not even in his repertoire to hit a home run and and you know they bring him up in the ninth down one and it's not a scenario where he should be coming into a game <laughs> uh but they keep doing it though. I don't, I don't understand. Um,
1: yeah, the, the Royals did make a couple roster moves, uh, to go along with the, so they brought up, um, so they also put front middle Reyes down. Yeah. I think he had a couple of big home runs early, but it's probably about, seems like that's about all he's hit. Um, so Mike Helgen, uh, uh, Garcia, uh, has been called up probably one of the bigger prospects the Royals have. And also, uh, a new backup catcher, um, Freddie Fermin, uh, is is up to serve as uh, Sally's major uh, primary backup. I think just to let Melendez kind of focus on hitting and a less maybe intensive uh, field position. I think he, he right may forward.
0: he may have some issue with his back though. Apparently, too, that may mm. make it uh, more difficult for him to catch. I think too is apparently what has been said recently. So. Uh So yeah, for means back up and he got into today's game. Uh Sal got hit on the his glove hand with a backswing and and left the game early tonight. So uh, we'll have to see how how major that injury is if it's just a bruise or if something's broken. Hopefully it's not that, right?
1: Yeah. And it seems like another injury uh Drew Waters who was uh Maybe slated to start this season, in the outfield one of the Royals' kind of somewhat promising young players. Uh Since has an oblique injury and he had a setback, uh in his and he season. hasn't
0: he hasn't made it into a game. I think even in the spring train in spring training, even I think he was out. Yeah. So yeah, he's been sidelined for the whole season thus far. Now out even more apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. It's It's not looking good. Um, I think it's the less said the better. but um, yeah. we we did make uh, season long bets we, it's, it's we're almost a, we're almost a fifth of the way through the season. Um, at least other than the Royals who I predicted over uh, is looking good. but my other three bets on the year, um, I believe I predicted the pi- the Tigers to be under 69 and a half something like that. Uh, they're 10 and 17. They're doomed out of the Royals, but they're still probably if they play at this pace the rest of the year, they won't uh, they'll probably only win 60-something games.
0: I think they're aim aiming right now at like 64, 65 wins. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um the
0: Boston Red Sox, I think we're over, over, I had over 78. Um and I have a half. winning record as of right now. So they're right now. in the money. Should they maintain this pace? And most promisingly,
1: uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, my um uh, maybe new sort of adopted local team uh is also over their predicted total with 66 60 it was lower um 67
0: and a half yeah 67 and a half yeah Um, aiming way over that right now aren't they like uh 20 and 10 or something
1: 20 and 10 they were 20 and 8 i think a couple days ago so hopefully it's not the start of a uh big slump but um yeah they are doing pretty uh pretty well so yeah. uh six you know twenty two out of every three games uh I think they're tied for the league the lead league the league lead, lead in um the national League
0: so yeah
1: uh, it looks like this, the Royals game has gone to final eleven to seven
0: yes. yeah Baltimore yes po- a pop out too is the final out which is a Maybe one of the one of the worst ways to end the game. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Yarbrough started the game. He's zero and four, seven point four ERA. Is it's one of the it's another one of those things that I don't understand what they're why they're doing this. It's like you'd think you just call up an actual starting pitcher, you know, for for Bubich at some point, right? Not just why why a scheduled bullpen get day. I don't, I don't I, and all but... those bullpen guys have struggled the whole year. The bull, yeah, the bullpen is the worst part of the Royals team right now, and it may be partly because of you know doing this strategy, <laughs> because yeah. you know all the guys that they use on the bullpen day are probably worse off the rest of the week, or they're or the management is reluctant to use them in other games to make sure they are well rested for this day. When they could yeah. just bring up a starter and you know do the same thing, it him. seems like they
1: threw out all their not or several other not so good bullpen players. All of them either started the day or finished the day with an, uh, an ERA over five. Uh, uh, Carlos Fernandez uh, by pitching a score squirrel's, squirrel's inning worked his way down to a four point eight ERA today. Oh, so, there uh,
0: you <laughs> go. Yeah, well, all these, his way. yeah, all the other guys are. Um, <laughs> Charging towards mediocrity, Mike. Is that what you? Well,
1: mediocrity at this point would be pretty good. The Royals, the first I inning. I mean, I just
0: mean for Carlos Hernandez. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, Hernandez. Yeah, he's he's, uh, yeah. Um,
0: the yeah, the, rest the, Royals... of the team is no, not they're not anywhere close to aiming for mediocrity.
1: <laughs> if if you just take the first inning and the seventh inning, the
0: Royals had a great game. Yeah, there you go. They had. What uh, would the final score have been if only those two innings were counted? If
1: only those two innings were counted, uh, ten, uh, it would have been seven to nothing. Great. Why don't oh. we just start keeping track of it? Or, now? or actually, uh, uh, six uh, six nothing. Uh, Perez oh. hit a home run in the sixth inning. Um, so Perez oh. hit two home runs. Yes. Melendez hit a homer. Bobby Witt hit a homer. So you would think that if the Royals hit four home runs, that's a pretty good day.
0: Yeah. The well, they did score seven runs. Yeah. 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 But the but the, it's the bullpen day has not gone well. So I think they've lost a couple of two nothing shutouts. But yeah, it was they're That's one bad. in
1: thirteen at home. This would have been one of your early days. You could have used that Fountains Pass and gotten in for two or three bucks. But um, you didn't. Apparently,
0: did I save that the money? did Not watch the Blues in um,
1: person Yeah, because you wanted you wanted to. Uh, maybe you'll have, you'll have to do a, a Winter Power Hour live from. Ooh, uh, Kaufman Stadium, and uh, you know, show us all the action. But
0: I wonder uh, if I, I, wonder if I could. I, think, I mean, they have Wi-Fi there, so I suppose I could do a Zoom call from that. From this. <laughs> <laughs> only if you're wearing uh, a like one of those foam
1: dome uh, hats. Do they still make those? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen those I, for a while. I haven't seen them for a while either. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I last saw the one was mm-hmm. it probably I think Major League uh two, maybe. We <laughs> were yeah. talking about Major League Two. I feel like Randy Quaid's character in Major League Two, who was I was really excited at the beginning of the season, but then I was completely jaded by their poor by the Royals uh poor performance. And uh even if the Royals turned it around, I'm st- I still feel like I'm not going to be um all in on on, on them. Uh, just like yeah uh probably. Randy Quaid. That's probably, hopefully, the only way I'll be just like Randy Quaid since he is
0: <laughs> in that... Randy Quaid from that movie. Not... Randy Quaid from that movie, because Randy Quaid in 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 real life is... Um... Closer to Cousin Eddie?
1: Yeah, he is a little closer to Cousin Eddie than uh, we would like, right? And they have these weird uh, legal issues and... Um... I think so. Like, he and his, like, wife or something that they were, um... Yeah, he, like, he had some problem with, um, staying state it's of like and really wanted crazy. to, like, like, uh, go as a refugee to Canada or something. Yeah. Really strange. Um, I can't exactly remember what, what happened to him. I, I would guess, um... Oh, uh oh, I think it started when um Randy Quaid was in Brokeback Mountain. Uh he was he he played a, a role there and and according to Wikipedia, um Randy Quaid uh sued the producers of Brokeback Mountain for misrepresenting the film as a quote low budget arthouse film with no prospect of making money in order to secure Quaid's acting services at the low market rates. So I guess he didn't get paid very much and then the movie became a big critical and even commercial hit. Um, yeah and soon after that he was uh you know committing credit card fraud and bur- and and robbing people's houses and uh things like that so um, ah. i haven't heard from him so much uh recently i don't know if he's still acting oh well, he didn't yeah he's got well nothing none of his nothing really since yeah 2000 in the mid 2000s really was was the last um was his real um last time when he was fairly uh active uh, he's no. been in a couple of like non um non-released sort of things but no. yeah uh the last movie that he was it's straight to VHS yeah the last movie that he was in that uh, was uh, maybe had any sort of it was it was straight to video was a was was a was a uh, movie called Balls Out, Gary the Tennis Coach, two thousand nine sports comedy film uh, with Sean Williams Scott as the main character and uh, R- uh, Randy Quaid was a uh, another uh, coach figure. Um, did you see Balls Out? Did not. No. Me either. Um. Yeah, Sean. I don't recognize any of the other cast, Mm. so (laughs) probably not surprisingly. It was directed by the same director of "Uh, Dude Wears My Car" and Harold Kumar go to White Castle, but who's that? Danny Liner. Oh, he has died. He died in twenty eighteen, lung cancer, Mm. but he hadn't directed a movie that was the last movie he directed was balls out gary the tennis coach so that seems to have uh, killed his career (laughs) apparently and maybe eventually led to his own demise but um speaking of demise the royals hasn't quite happened yet but it seems to be on its way for this season at least um do we want do we want to move away from the royals and talk about the nfl Fast as we can. As fast as we can. So we had the NFL draft. As fast uh, as we can
0: to move away from the
1: Royals. <laughs> yeah, we had the NFL draft over the past weekend. Um it was in Kansas City. Did you go to any of the festivities?
0: I did not. I watched it all on television. That that's a, that is that's as close as I got. Did you go out of the
1: town and see happen to see any out of town visitors?
0: Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I mean I saw the what the Union Station looked like with the uh all of the construction that they put on the on the front of the building anyway, which was pretty impressive, like what they what they built. And it looked great on television too. I thought that was uh you know, I think Kansas City looked pretty good. I think uh, so too. Te- that's what I that's what I would say from the from the broadcast at least anyway. Did you did you think I, what what the what do you what you saw on television about the about the Royal or about that uh, about uh Kansas City?
1: I think it looked great. Yeah. I watched a lot of it. Um yeah. I I partly because we had our little um predictions that we made, so I kind of paid attention more or perhaps than I would otherwise, but also because it was in Kansas City, I paid more attention, yeah, than I normally would. I listened to a good bit of it on either on the radio or I watched it uh on on TV so it was uh fun uh to follow at least the first I followed the first three rounds pretty closely. I didn't follow rounds four through seven. I just kind of monitored updates and such just, just seeing who was who the Chiefs ended up drafting. But um yeah I thought that was I think it was fun. You know, again it's kind of stupid because we don't know who these players are, how they're gonna be, um, you know what they're gonna actually do in the NFL. And like even you know, people these teams these um you know teams pick all their players and, like, they get graded by amateurs uh, determining, you know, what is their, uh, how good is their draft, these sorts of things. And, right. you know, these amateurs that predict, you know, like Mel Kiper, Todd McShay, um, you know, other, B. Uh, Prisco, other, other uh, NFL writers, their predictions, like you said, aren't very good. Actually were worse than what I had even maybe guessed that they would be. But I'm not sure if this is an outlying year or if it was.
0: Your guess is what twelve or thirteen picks would be good.
1: Yeah, I was thinking maybe they'd get twelve right. Um, But I think the most anyone got right was you and Todd McShay in one of his more recent, uh, his most recent draft was. I think he got four in the first round. Part of that was because there were a lot of trades, and that ends up. Knocking not just one spot out, but knocks two spots out that you can get correct. And There are like seven trades, I think, in the first round, something like that. So, yeah. right, you, ha- you have a maximum number that you can, you-, you could only get like 17, right? So, um, but we, I think I only got one, right? And I tied with Mel Kuyper.
0: I got two, right? Room. I got two, can right? Beat okay. Mel I beat Mel Kuyper. Okay. <laughs> because I- Kuyper only got one. In his like most is is finished draft, he got <laughs> two correct in his um, two weeks prior version, nice. But it was the one two picks and then missed the rest of them. <laughs> so he he then changed Stroud to as the two pick C J Stroud to Will Anderson, which I think there were some reports that uh, that Houston was going to take Will Anderson second
1: they ended up taking Will Anderson third because they traded back into so i guess he was right in some ways i felt like i was that, that way a, a lot um i ended up getting right like though i thought that you know this team x would would pick a you know wide receiver here or they would pick a defensive end here yeah. but i didn't end up getting the right one that they liked the right they kind of went off the consensus um what the um the scouts and things like that thought were going to be the best picks or what pro football focus thought was going to be the best pick and i only got yeah i got um i we we, we i think we both got bryce young correct we thought the carolina yep. would pick him i i was believing some of the will levis hype so i predicted him and vegas was also thinking of him as a odds on for a little while at least uh the odds on favorite for number two so i thought maybe um the texans would draft levis instead of stroud because stroud there's also been like information about stroud being really dumb uh potentially uh that's you know, maybe tr- maybe true maybe not true but um the texans ended up picking him and then i thought well uh probably levis will at least go to the uh maybe go to the colts or something but he ended up dropping all the way to the uh, second round and getting picked by the titans um so Levis, we have Levis, so Richard Anthony Richardson also went to the uh Colts. So those first first round, early second round quarterbacks, which of those quarterbacks do you think is in the best position to succeed uh in immediately or long
0: term? Well, I guess of the teams Well, Indiana. Well, the Col- the Colts, I guess, you know, or in Indianapolis. Probably has the best team, I guess, right?
1: You can say the Titans are decent too.
0: I mean, he's probably not going to play right away, though, right? Either so.
1: No, that Tannehill probably will play this year.
0: I mean, uh, the team may do well, but it won't be because of Levis. But I think Levis may have the best. He may have the best like career potential because the team's already pretty good. And when he, when if he's able to take over, they'll be in good good shape. Where whereas like Carolina, Houston. In app, or Carolina and Houston at least anywhere in you know major kind of rebuild modes. Yeah. And, yeah, the Colts are already a pretty decent team. So if um if Anthony Richardson can step in and actually you know perform well, that may be a playoff team already.
1: That's true. I think you could also say maybe Carolina because they're in such a bad division. Ooh. And the NFC is not very good. So you could say maybe um Young has a chance uh, to be good. Although I think of him as being the quarterback I would have not drafted first for sure, just because. And I think he's going to get hurt. I think he's going to get knocked around. I think um, little guy quarterbacks don't tend to last very long in today's NFL. Uh, The last couple of little guy quarterbacks uh, Tua and um, Tyler Murray both have been very uh injury prone so far in their careers mm. johnny manzel was another quarterback about that size you know maybe he doesn't he was a head case in addition to being a little guy but i i, I think yeah I, I i like the bigger guys um and i'm not sure if i like stroud or levis or richardson better i think richardson maybe has the most upside along with levis but they also have the lowest floor i think stroud's probably the safest of those picks but he's also going to the texans who are historically terrible that they didn't have a pretty good draft i guess you could say yeah. so um yeah i don't i don't um yeah i guess i would say yeah career-wise maybe levis actually ended up being in the best position yeah because he doesn't have the pressure on him And he's with a slightly better team, I think. Richardson has a lot of pressure on him, and he might be with a pretty good team. But the Colts haven't; they've underachieved. And and if he doesn't start out good, um, people, you know, what his, you know, kind of makeup is. You know, if, if people start hating you or start booing you, are you, you know, it's hard for everybody. But it's hard to say how anyone's going to uh react right sure and because Richardson wasn't that successful in college uh despite all of his many kind of gifts uh physical gifts so um I guess I think they said Levis dropped some because it seemed like he had a toe injury that was not really talked about and that may need surgery uh still uh he had a turf toe uh, that he played through all of last year apparently so uh, maybe that's why he drops. So, like also, like these these predictions and things like that. I think a lot of them ended up being way off is because uh, the NFL scout, the NFL teams have a lot more like inside information on like mental makeup and um, on injury
0: and medical reports and things like that that the average person mm. doesn't. So maybe that's why. Well, there, there were some kind of surprising things that happened too. Like uh, a few running backs went very high in the draft, which has been kind of the you know opposite of what uh, the Current with the last you know several years at least have any way, you know, shown that uh NFL teams don't value the running back position that positionally that that uh heavily in the in the draft at least. Um yeah, and it, it was, was
1: they were drafted by teams that maybe didn't seem like they needed um a running back. Uh uh Tyler Algier had a pretty good year as a rookie, like he was like a fifth or sixth round draft pick i think fifth round draft pick for the falcons and they picked uh, the falcons ended up picking um uh, Bijan, uh Robinson. B- Bijan Robinson and then um the uh the lions yeah.
0: ended up picking uh, Jameer
1: yeah. Gibbs at number 12 they traded down uh it seems like they could have gotten Gibbs later really high
0: though. Like i don't think most he wasn't really predicted to be maybe even a first round pick and it took mm-hmm. him at 12 even which is yeah, and
1: they ended up trading DeAndre Swift to uh,
0: the Eagles a couple of days
1: after the draft. So they got yeah. so the Lions had a curious first round, I thought. They picked um Gibbs higher than probably anybody would have. And also picked what was his name, Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. Uh, linebacker out of Iowa. You know, like higher than line, he was expected to be. Middle linebacker, you know, hardworking, hard nosed, uh I guess he has the same last name as the coach. Maybe that's maybe that was part of it. Dan Campbell likes uh, could be Zach Campbell. But yeah, so I'm I'm a little surprised about but that I think they were the, they were the most surprising. I was surprised that some of the um the Georgia Bulldogs didn't get picked as high. It seemed like the Eagles ended up with just about every Georgia Bulldog. mm mm-hmm. I yeah, think everybody right yeah yeah <laughs> and you no know, so it's, it was it was an interesting draft what do you think uh but we had the chiefs they ended up drafting
0: uh, i was before maybe we start, start talking about the chiefs though i would say like yeah how surprised were you to see like that you know how how few picks though the the experts were were getting though. is that
2: because i was they surprised big, i was thinking as
0: much insight as the maybe a lot of the nfl teams have about their about injury status and stuff like that because they're talking to the nfl scouts yeah. and stuff right so um yeah
1: i would have guess they would have gotten maybe not, not half at least a third of the teams
0: yeah correct
1: because there are lots of trades but you would think well you know where the quarterbacks are going you think or, yeah. or something like that but it became clear that nobody really knew where those quarterbacks were going and that kind of threw everything off and you would have thought well this if this guy's the number one lineman he's going to go here or if this guy's the number one uh defensive end he's gonna go here but that that ended up being a little strange uh as well receivers went late uh but then they were a bunch of them in a row i think 20
0: through 23 was all running backs went high which was yeah running backs went high um and then uh, then there were were a lot of trades that kind of maybe linebackers
1: went like we have a linebacker in the first round we had um no the tight ends might go earlier but they didn't yeah It it was a different
0: I did, I did one other scoring metric though, which I thought was interesting anyway, just to see how, if we were as good as the, uh, you know, so-called experts, uh, if you go beyond, but beyond just like where they where they're slotted, so like how far away from their, from the draft selection did the player that they predicted, where did they actually go? And so if you, you know, if a guy was drafted seven, you predict him at five, you know, that's a difference of two. If you add up all of those picks, um the experts did much better than we did. Mm. From the first round, at least, anyway. So um you and I were very close to each other. Mm-hmm. One point different. Mine my, my total from round one, 303. You were three oh four. A lot Kuiper, of that came from the Will Levis pick. I that was the one that hurt you, yeah. In round one. And uh Kuiper, uh was 225, so he was still not close, but uh much closer than us. McShay was 233, Crisco 259. Okay. So they, they did outperform us there. So, so we a, actually did the best. You think Kiper of Kiper as being like the we biggest blow. We only on. got one correct. Got one correct, but yeah. close one guy actually went in the slot that he predicted. That is all. Okay.
1: One. I mean, if we have maybe next what? week, we'll have more time to do a little di- a, di- a different kind of analysis where we can yeah. say, well, if we get points for position that they picked in the first round, or if they ended up getting a um, like if we got position right, maybe just didn't get the right player or something like that. Um I think yeah. that happened a lot with us. Um,
0: at least it felt like it happened a lot with me. That, yeah. Um, happened. So it's more of a more of a team based scoring mm-hmm. than, a, right. Yeah, or like I thought in a slot based, like the uh, like yeah.
1: I thought at one point, I thought Joey Porter Jr. would go to the Steelers in the first round, but he ends up going to the Steelers in the second round. So yep. I ended up getting the right guy to the
0: right team, but it was not the right time. Um, and right. and like a trade happened too, right? To for that to happen, or no,
1: no, I think that she, I think, I think that the Steelers had the number one overall pick in the second. Round because they traded uh, Chase Claypool to the Bears at the end of the season during like during the
0: season, so the Bears would have had that thirty-two pick, but the Steelers did because that's what they got for Chase Claypool. They they moved up two spots in the first round, three spots in the first round, because they were supposed to pick seventeenth, uh, and they oh, actually they traded up they, too. Yeah, they moved up a couple of slots to get Broderick Jones. Uh, so that, apparently had more concerns on offense than than defense, I guess. At least that could be addressed in the first round, at least anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Broderick Jones. Yeah. And then they ended up um I think they traded, did they trade up in the third in the second round too later? Or did they just
0: happen to get um that was the, their slot in the second round. In, in the like, beginning, like, but then they, they also would get was
1: it in the second round didn't they get um Darnell uh, Washington was that in the third round they got Darnell Washington. Um, that must have been in the third round. From uh, we had I had thought maybe he was actually a potential Chiefs draft pick. I thought perhaps that was who the Chiefs were going to go for when Rasheed Rice was drafted. Um, but um, the Chiefs, you want to talk about the Chiefs now for a little bit? Let's do it. Okay, so the Chiefs. We had both predicted Will McDonald, defensive end out of uh, Iowa State, uh, to go to the Chiefs. Uh, at the end of round one, but he actually went way early, uh, like number 15 or something like that, right? To yeah, the break.
0: Jets picked him in the uh, Aaron Rogers uh, trade swap. Yeah. 13, I
1: guess, then, or something. Yeah.
0: 15. 15, yeah. 15. Because uh, that's what the Jets ended up moving down two slots. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where they took uh, Will McDonald, yeah. Yeah. Um, instead and, of, but instead of picking an Iowa State player, they picked a uh, K-State player. mm mm-hmm. Felix
1: Anyudike Uzama. And uh, it seems like the Chiefs were happy with him, maybe would have liked to have traded up or down, but they ended up just staying put and, and, and taking um, Anyudike Uzama. Another um, defensive end, they got George Karloftis in the first round last year. So um, trying to replace Frank Clark, I guess, and some of the other players. Um, uh guys any any i i I saw a little bit of high a few highlights from on uh uh Uzama. i think we both predicted him early in the second round so it wasn't that far we weren't that far off and we got the right position that the chiefs were going to draft and maybe yep. had mcdonald lasted that long the chiefs would have taken
2: um, yeah.
0: mcdonald there probably i um, guess he's very local i think he's actually from lee summit even yeah so that's a good pick i think a local pick for the chiefs no oh. that's nice
1: Maybe he can be uh, he's young sort of um, so maybe uh like Tom Bahali when he was drafted by the Chiefs another um kind of younger defensive end mm. maybe he didn't play football growing up his whole life uh um and yeah so I like I like I like that pick I'm not um uh, you know it wasn't you know, when you're drafting 31 you're not really gonna have um you know your choice of uh, top end talents. So it's harder to appear, uh, enthused about about things like that. But I think they did pretty well. Um, and then they got uh, a wide receiver in the second round, Rasheed Rice. Uh, a lot of the other receivers it seemed like the Chiefs were targeting or had been picked, uh, to possibly get, um, were taken in the first round. Say Flowers, uh, Quentin Johnston. Uh, but they got Rasheed Rice from SMU. Um, a, a player, I guess. Uh, whom uh, Patrick Mahomes had a perhaps hand in selecting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, w- I wonder if they because they ended up moving up in mm-hmm. the second round to select Rice. I wonder if they uh, were afraid of other teams knowing that they liked Rice and wanted to make sure to move up to get their guy. Is that you think that's what happened?
1: Publicity in the in the weeks leading up to the draft, the Chiefs were working out like. Zay Flowers, uh, Boston College, who I think went to uh, the Ravens, and um, yep. Quentin Johnston, went to the Chargers, uh, they they had both come in and were playing. I guess when you know Patrick Mahomes is kind of Dallas workhouse that he was having with his receivers, uh, they they had come down to practice with him, and so I guess Rashi Rice also did that, but the Chiefs didn't publicize that, so maybe they were hiding. The fact yeah. that they like Bryce, and so they ended up. He was very productive in college. I think he led the nation in uh, catches uh, from SMU. Uh, so, you know, he's a good pick, a big sort of big guy. Not somebody that we had predicted. I think we each predicted the Chiefs. I, I predicted the Chiefs would take a wide receiver in the mm-hmm. second Cedric Tolman of Tennessee. Um, um, there were some other people thinking it was going to be Marvin Mims or Jonathan Mingo or somebody else. But um, it ended up being rice.
0: Yeah, what well, you you did predict them to take a wide receiver?
1: Mm-hmm. They had yeah, up. they had ten picks, but they ended up only making seven picks this year.
0: Yeah. So the uh, the guy that you thought that the Chiefs might take was still on the board. The C- Cedric Tillman is who you mm-hmm. picked.
1: Yeah, I had heard some things about him. Um, I guess he was about the same size, big, a bigger guy. Because the Chiefs, a lot of the Chiefs receivers now are a little are are smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tony's uh, pretty. He's a he's pretty slender and little. Um, MVS is tall but very skinny. Um, you know, I, I think Sky Moore wasn't very tall either. So they have a lot of shorter guys. So they wanted a little bigger. Yeah, um, wide receiver.
0: Um, so that's who they got. Uh, they ended up taking what is it, an offensive tackle, I think, in the third round? Yeah, uh named after and, your and favorite. all defense after that, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> is that right?
1: Uh, they got I thought they got yeah, they got all um all defense after that. So they their two of their first top their top two of the uh first three were offense, Rashid Weiss, and then wanye Morris, and then they had a corner.
0: Uh it who was, it was not the same wanya morris from Voice to Man. that's what i was
1: saying you use you, your you're one of your favorite uh r b singers um he was not not related either he was just named after yeah uh, singer uh wanya morris do you think the chiefs will go to the end of the road uh with uh morris as their uh starting tackle uh this year do you think he's going to be the starting right tackle
0: um I don't know. I think he may be by the end of the season, but I'm going to say at this point, knowing literally nothing. uh, I don't don't know that they'd go in. I don't know that they would have him start initially.
1: Yeah. Lucas Niang is still there. He might, he had been slated as the starter at right tackle before Wiley. Um, I think Niang got hurt and Niang's kind of um, had a bit of a injury plagued. He was out during the COVID year and then he was injured. Uh, some so maybe he's gonna be the right tackle. They also got uh, Jawan Taylor, who is a right tackle. but I think he's gonna play left. So um, the Chiefs will probably have even if uh, um, even if uh, Morris doesn't star, the Chiefs will have two different tackles this year from last right. year. Uh, what about a uh, Prince? Uh, oh yeah, Prince Tega Wanogo, or is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he was another guy they thought might uh, be a potential future tackle. He's still um, in
0: the mix anyway, I
1: guess. Darren right? Kennard, fifth-round draft pick last year, I think is more of a guard. So uh, I think um, I think probably the Chiefs might move one of those guys to guard simply because I, I don't know if Joe Tooney is going to be around forever. He's on the older side. The rest of the Chiefs' line is pretty young. Uh, Wani Morris also, it turns out, started his career college career at Tennessee where he played with right guard um trey morris uh so uh, i'm mean, trey smith trey smith excuse me uh yeah one more uh right guard trace trey, yeah. uh, trey smith um and so they were on the same team together and then he went to oklahoma which is where uh orlando brown is uh perhaps uh predecessor went and also creed humphrey uh went so it seems like the chiefs are liking uh tennessee and oklahoma uh linemen recently And Morris is both a Tennessean and an Oklahoman, a volunteer and a Sooner. There you go. And curiously, he left um, Tennessee when their new coach, Josh Heupel, came in. And Josh Heupel, of course, had been uh, the quarterback for Oklahoma uh, once upon a time. He was the uh, quarterback when Oklahoma won its lone national championship under Bob Stoops uh, in the year 2000. Uh, So... You know these Oklahoma and Tennessee uh, connections
0: that the linemen. Bob Stoops, have. the guy from the uh, XFL. Yes, Bob Stoops.
1: Yeah, he knows the, yes,
0: he's known as the XFL coach now. I think because
1: he just wants to live in Dallas or live someplace and he yeah. doesn't go
0: anywhere. Um, I think that I think he won the championship XFL championship this last weekend, even. I didn't even. I wasn't paying
1: attention. No, the XFL championship game is on this. This is Saturday, May thirteenth.
0: Oh, maybe that was the. uh, That must have been the semifinal game.
1: And it's going to be played between the Arlington Renegades
0: and the DC Defenders.
1: Uh, And the Renegades. It's Arlington, um, Texas Renegades, not Arlington, Virginia. Right. Right they're, right. they're playing DC. So it sounds like, oh, they're playing it's DC playing Arlington, Virginia, but it's Arlington, Texas. Um, which is I think strange that they're called the Arlington Renegades because you don't know no, like which which Arlington, you know, it, it's not it's yeah. it's arguably the second most famous Arlington. Yeah. Um I guess that's where the stadium is.
0: Oh, I you turning to DC, the cemetery. The cemetery. Yeah, I think
1: do you think Arlington, Virginia or Arlington, Texas is is better known. Virginia for sure, right? And it has I to be. So. I think so too. Yeah, I think Arlington, uh, it's Texas, a, it's is just a suburb of essentially of Dallas, isn't it? Yeah. Which which has the larger population, Arlington, Texas? Arlington, oh, Texas. probably Texas, because it can sprawl all over the place. So Arlington, Texas, is it's between Dallas and Fort Worth. Yeah, Arlington, Texas, uh, as to population estimate, twenty twenty one is three ninety three hundred ninety two thousand seven eighty six. So that's pretty big. Arlington, Virginia.
0: Suburb of D.C. though, essentially. Yeah, the G- D.C. suburb. Um,
1: its population is 232,965. So pretty big as well, but not as big. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arlington is the uh, um, the part of Virginia that was originally ceded to form Washington, D.C., uh with the maryland part to form the, the the kind of square diamond but when all of the major monuments uh were going in on the maryland side uh virginia wanted to take its part back so it took its part back uh, yeah. and um so it's virginia and that's where yeah robert E. lee's house was and they turned that into um arlington national cemetery as a punishment to uh lee for uh his uh, traitorous actions Oh. Yeah, so it's the yeah, so Arlington National Cemetery it's the grounds of of Robert E Lee's ancestral home. If you knew, I don't know if you knew that, but anyway, another a tidbit. Uh, um, just right across the river.
0: Didn't know uh, that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, wow. Arlington's kind of a it's kind of a uh a fun little place, but um,
0: hmm. Virginia or Texas right.
1: yeah, uh, I'd say Virginia. I haven't uh, Alexandria is also down in that area. I, I've been to Alexandria. Uh, yeah more than alexandria is its, is its own city a little bit more than arlington is um yeah it's also alexandria virginia is also not the most famous alexandria uh it's probably second most famous alexandria as well after egypt
0: probably takes <laughs> the back seat to <laughs> egypt yes, yes probably yeah um, uh any thoughts on the uh, later round chiefs picks
1: you never know they picked
0: a lot of defensive players safety uh, linebacker defensive tackle corner
1: yeah connor i think uh from virginia tech is possibly a safety possibly a corner i think he's a yeah, uh, jerry's sneed insurance depending on where sneed goes next year so yeah. he's probably brought in there um after next
0: year right yeah after next year yeah Um uh, bit or they, after this year got one more year left so that's what i'm saying right
1: yeah after this coming season after the 23 season um i know not you me we were meant the
0: same thing basically
1: but yeah um yeah. They got defensive tackle from texas i guess he's maybe a run stopper um you know another possible cornerback and uh a possible edge kind of develop developmental player so it's hard to say um yeah what they're gonna be whether they'll all even make it but last year the later round picks ended up ended up playing quite a bit um Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh-round pick. Um, Jalen Watson was a seventh-round pick. Right. He had the big interception uh, return for a touchdown against San Diego or against the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Yeah. They might also just be um, kind of back of the roster um, or practice squad talent, too.
0: Yeah, they... Well, they, they they kind of filled some holes that they had but none of the holes were that deep I think to start with right so they they were just sort of, sort of like filling in
1: yeah it's a little surprising yeah. maybe they didn't pick a running back um there was some running back news that they had today uh, well I guess up...
0: they picked up a couple guys um as the agents, yeah. The agents yeah yeah uh, I think they they've I think signed 20 ish players um to bring into like the mini camp I guess so uh I guess we'll see who who they keep from that, but if they can find guys in the um, undrafted pool, um, that'd be pretty impressive, though, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah, there are only seven. So NFL draft used to be twelve rounds. I think it used to be even more than that uh, a long time ago, but it was twelve rounds. I think until the um, early nineties, uh, and then dropped to eight, and it's been seven maybe the last twenty years or so. But um, yeah, it's hard to say. They, but the, they did make some running back news. They ended up draft. They ended up signing Jerick McKinnon again mm. to another contract. So there was some question whether he was going to be back, and they ended up not. This was not uh, exercising the fifth year option on Clyde Edwards elair
0: Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. I that guess. was today.
1: They announced that. So, wow. so he's playing. He's, he's he's on the Chiefs. So it's possible they will still try to trade him. But um there was some people thought. Well, and I thought perhaps. Especially like Jameer Gibbs was around at the end of the first round. I thought maybe the Chiefs would try to uh pick him. Um but that didn't happen. So
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah, so yeah, they signed McKinnon, I think, today or yesterday, and then they also um said they weren't going to Yeah, I
0: saw last night they said that it was likely that they were going to get a deal with McKinnon. I guess maybe they maybe that's become official then since then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Because yes. he was he was very he was quite successful, especially that one stretch across the middle of the season where he had a touchdown in like every, every game for yeah. six weeks or something in a row, seven, right?
1: Since, I think it was seven consecutive games he caught a touchdown with NFL record. He got nine touchdown passes uh, last season, and that's not including I think the, not including the playoffs. Uh, yeah. I don't think he got the touchdowns in the playoffs, but uh, he, he memorably almost or could have gotten a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but uh, slid just before the one-yard line uh, to help melt the clock away uh, for the Chiefs. So that will always be remembered for that. Right. Um, Edwards-Elair has had a checkered career so far. Maybe he'll um, reclaim some of his – he was a first-round draft pick uh, just three years ago. So maybe he'll uh, reclaim that status. But it seems like it's Pacheco
0: as the cemented number one
1: guy right now. So
0: So declining the fifth-year option, is that – is that for the next year or is that for this? Yeah, company? that would be for
1: twenty twenty four. So he's so this is going to be his fourth year. Um, yeah. So they have a, he's on a contract. So for the yeah your first round draft picks, um, they sign a four year contract and they can add on a fifth year option. Every other draft pick,
0: I think, uh, is a four year. But contract. they have to pick up the option before the fourth season. Is that how I that guess?
1: Works? I think I guess that's how it works.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I know in baseball they don't the options don't get exercised until after the season's over. I think.
1: Yeah, I think most options are probably like that for the NFL. But for the fifth year option for first round draft picks, the, um, they, so like they did that to actually something that the, the Packers did something like that today for Jordan Love because it would next year was his fifth would be his fifth year, so they ended up signing Love I think for uh, thirteen million dollars this year in a contract extension for next year with the mm-hmm. possibility of getting up to twenty two. I million mean, i think the fifth year option would have been like 30 million dollars because quarterbacks are much higher or something like that so i'm not exactly sure what okay. if it, it's it's somewhat related to franchise money i think or uh i'm not exactly sure how it how the option tag
0: relates um you can look into it but yeah so the, yeah. the packers it already be, it may be slot dependent too like what yeah are, i bet that is in too. The drafts as to what the option dollar amount is yeah like, i think, I think rookie contracts are all kind of fixed at a particular dollar amount for each tier within the round i think even yes right because high draft picks get paid more than mid-round draft picks get paid more than low round draft picks in the first round and second maybe i'll be the same and then third, the um, yeah. same right oh here, here it's also done this way uh fifth year salary is calculated on
1: four tiers as well basic playing time one pro-, pro bowl and multiple pro, pro bowls as well.
2: Oh.
1: So um so like it's it's I think it's based on a few different things. So like um the Bengals picked up Burroughs fifth year option, no surprise. But Chase Young, for example, they didn't uh do his fifth year option. Uh Tua and and Justin Herbert were both picked up uh, a lot of the first uh, the players were, but a lot of them were also declined on the fifth year option. Um, hmm. Yeah, the tenth round pick, Jedrick Wills, uh, tenth number ten overall pick of twenty twenty, Jedrick Wills, uh, his his fifth year option was picked up, and that guaranteed a salary of fourteen point one seven five million. Wow. Jerry Judy was going to have a thirteen million dollar uh, uh, fifth year option, and they. They picked him up. They picked his up. Uh CeeDee Lamb is an 18 million option. They 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 the, the Cowboys picked up. I'm looking at that now. Um, Justin Jefferson's 15th year option is gonna be 19.7 million. Um, Brandon Ayuk is 14 million. So I think, yeah, I think it depends on draft slot, but also success and maybe even uh, position. Uh, as well, so,
0: but it, but they're, but they're fixed uh, to a yeah. There's like a table that that determines what it is. Yeah, essentially, yeah, it, yeah. But there, but there's like a, an add-on for certain events, like Pro Bowl selections, and yeah, okay, interesting. But that does make it easier for negotiating, anyway. It's just like it's a, it's a yes/no question rather than a, how much do you need. <laughs> to be happy to play another year, right? It's, it's just a yes, no, from the team perspective. Is this guy worth this? Yes or no. Mm, yeah. I sign think or not sign based on
1: that. I mean, they had picked it up. So not very much, but still quite a bit for running back.
0: Um, yeah. So. Especially knowing that you have a guy that you are happy with that isn't going to be paid that amount of money. Yeah. Uh, and the potential to maybe get find somebody, you know, that was undrafted or you know, bring McKinnon back too. So yeah, they did okay with Pacheco and McKinnon for a good chunk of last season. So yeah,
1: I think Edward is supposed to be like three some three million or something this year. I don't yeah. know what uh, McKinnon signed for uh this year, but um yeah, it looks like the same basically the same running backs as last year, minus Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm and uh also no fullback so far this year on the chiefs roster which may indicate that the chiefs are going to have another receiver uh wide receiver position maybe in the tight end something like that
0: yeah which i think would be better than having a fullback because i think the fullback well they were only using fullback in like gimmicky type situations yeah and most of those were especially by
1: the end of the year they were snuffed out by the opposition so uh maybe now also with um blaine gabbert uh as the backup quarterback he may be in a position to do some of that stuff uh, he's a bigger guy or blake bell being around the whole year uh, yeah he, he's the belldozer as they uh, call him um, is that
0: what they call him yeah he's been called the
1: bell uh <laughs> um, his, he was actually a quarterback for oklahoma uh, uh for a while under uh arlington then uh current arlington renegades uh coach uh bob stoops
0: Bob, um, Bob Stoops of XFL fame. XFL fame.
1: Bob Stoops, I think for the XFL, he needs to grow like a Hollywood Hogan type, uh, uh, like stubble. That's like a jet black kind of stubble.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Always wear a bandana. Yeah. Yeah. They should. totally. Yeah. If,
1: and if you look at Blake Bell's Wikipedia page, in the first three lines, they mentioned he received the nickname Bell Dozer. A play on words due to his large frame and running style. I bet I I think it's also a play on words of uh, King of the Hill. Uh, a King of the Hill reference when um, uh, Bill Do. Did you watch King of the Hill? Not really. Uh, Bill, the next mm-hmm. Bill, the uh, neighbor uh, of of Hank. Bill Dautry, Uh He was known as the Bill Dozer in <laughs> high school, and. Um, he would just uh always be given the ball like at the one yard line and plow through and always get always get the the touchdown. And one episode, um, they, uh, his his touchdown record was broken by some kid, but it was broken in a way that he didn't think was fair. Uh, you might remember some of these types of of um, kind of you know get uh gift touchdowns in high school where uh you know some like hard luck case or maybe some special needs kid is given the ball and gets to run for a touchdown and then the other team's allowed to score a touchdown to tie it uh so it's 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 uh you know no no real points are scored um so the the guy who was the kid who was going to like challenge bill's record ends up getting hurt and uh in like a kind of magnanimous gesture uh the Arlen high uh gave him the ball. He was like on crutches or one leg and hopped in the end zone and nobody tackled him. And uh Bill didn't like the way that happened uh because he thought it should have been given fair square. So he actually ends up going back to high school and playing <laughs> and and scoring more touchdowns to to keep uh his record. And nice. Uh, so when I think of the Belldozer, I think of the billdozer. Bill dozer. Okay.
0: All right. Good.
1: Uh, on, on that note do we do we have anything else to say about uh the nfl draft or maybe
0: yeah maybe, not not really yeah i think
1: i think we could we could we could do talk more analysis about how well we did uh next week we'll we have more time to kind of look back and maybe we could also look back at previous drafts and see how many like todd mcshay or mel kyper got in in the final you know in like in 2018 how many of these you yeah, uh, know was was this the outlier that they just yeah the or we could also maybe also maybe something to look at is, is draft grades, uh, and see what instant draft grades look like compared to you know current draft grades. Oh, those I players the Chiefs actually
0: performed during this season. Yeah, the
1: Chiefs were given like a B or a C, I think, by most um, draft graders. Not not too high, but not not like dismally low either. But not yeah. wasn't considered to be a great draft uh, by the Chiefs. But they ended up having last year a very good draft, even though I don't think it was also considered to be that great draft and they also i remember given bad grades by a lot of teams by a lot of pundits in 2017 when they traded up to get patrick mahomes as yeah. their quarterback because yeah, that was seems a risky and uh maybe not for a good pick because oh yeah Alex smith is quarterback and you're giving away these future first round draft picks and who's this guy he has terrible footwork and terrible uh, mechanics and you know he's from the big 12 you know yeah why are we this guy and he ends up being the uh, you know, best quarterback in the league by the time he starts uh, <laughs> within two years. So it's, you know, and then multiple I Maybe that's the same thing that's going to happen with um, with Bryce Young. Uh, um, is that going to be, you know, is he is he going to be that guy that uh, who I think is you know, probably too little, but maybe he'll be.
0: But I think what we really learned from this is that draft experts are not very good at their jobs. Is that
1: or could, or yeah. we could say the draft experts are really good and NFL teams are bad at their job, yeah. so not picking the right? Players, we would have to look at success and like look at who, um, maybe the draft darlings of are for previous years compared to who gets drafted and see, like, oh, it did you know the pick that the you know Todd McShay or Mel Kiper liked actually ends up being better than the person the team's the people, the team pick. So it, it could go either way, I guess one, at least one of them is
0: not, it's not, that's not what the goal is on draft day is to pick the guy that you think the team needs. That's is in that,
1: that I guess, but you also kind of think you were going to pick the best player and the player that the team needs. So maybe you could also use it to judge front offices. Like how, yeah. like, you know, if, like,
0: if, that, if that's what you're aiming for, then, then the, the guys that say that have the draft picks are always right and the people that and the teams that make the drafts are always wrong right yeah if that's the case i mean if that it could
1: be well i would say i wonder which is more the case though like is it is it the punt do 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 the kind of draft pundits the people that uh do this for a living are they do they tend to know what uh good nfl players look like more than Yeah, or or
0: what teams need more than what teams. Yeah, because
1: you would say, well, you know, it's the NFL players and coaches and scouts that do well, but these guys get fired every three or four years because a lot of them suck.
0: And yeah,
1: you know, it's hard to it's hard to you know, you it's it's hard to gauge. I think. But
0: then, then if that was the if that was the case too, then you would think that the future scouts would just follow what the Kuipers and McShays say and don't think for themselves just do what the draft experts say yeah, maybe
1: maybe some do uh but also maybe
0: it's maybe it's this idea that well, but we, apparently not because uh you know kuiper only got one of them right so yeah
1: maybe but maybe also it's because well we uh have you know we don't want, uh we, you know we're very protective of our turf we don't want with these outsiders maybe it's more of an ego thing than an actual um scouting thing you i think i think uh there's like on for the royals there was some debate a few years ago whether the royals should just have a subscription to baseball america and pick their, that was our
0: discussion i'm pretty yeah, sure and, oh yeah okay well, anyway,
1: <laughs> i think we did it too like should they just pick their draft
0: picks based on that and is that going to be better and you know, it's hard well, because I think we we had talked about what I' am we trying to trying to figure out if you could, you know tease out if they're just bad at picking players, bad at evaluating talent at that level or if they're bad at developing players within mm-hmm. the system that they have. And I think we decided the answer was that they're both bad at both. I think yeah. is what it was.
1: and so I guess we could learn that with the NFL as well. What are they bad? So are NFL team so are the scouting guys are they bad at identifying talent? Um, both from a kind of commercial pundit perspective and from the team perspective or are they bat it because there's not as much development, I guess, probably in the NFL, there is somewhat, but like a lot of its utilization and trying to fit somebody into a scheme and like adapting what you do for the player, because it seems like the players are more polished and ready to play on a, you know, at a high level. Um, yeah. The careers are shorter than they are in baseball Uh, similar for basketball as well um it's if it's a good if it's a high round draft pick he's gonna he's gonna start uh for you and should do well if he's a good
0: yeah well the the best overall players best overall athletes would probably be starters on most teams right that's the should be the case right yeah but uh i personally i refuse to believe that 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 people should actually listen to (laughs) I will say this too. Yeah, one night uh, just before the draft, uh, uh, I fell asleep with the television on and woke up with Kuiper blaring, you know, on the television. And I could not find the remote, and it became a literal nightmare for me because I like (laughs) could not make him stop talking. And I thought I was, you know, asleep and having a nightmare, but no, I was awake and having a nightmare, Mike he does
1: have a kind of dracula type of haircut uh milk hyper, so maybe that's the nightmarish quality um i don't know if he has the widow's peak that uh dracula traditionally has but he's got the kind of slick back kind of tall um sort of pompadour
0: uh yeah uh, yeah i always thought he was sort of he sort of looks like um like what? What you kind of picture an agent to be? I think too, in some ways, right? So yeah,
1: he's but, got the uh, pattern baldness. I don't know if you call that a widow's peak, but it's no. not. It's not not a widow's peak. <laughs> I think it might be, but yeah, he's got a little bit of that. Yeah, hmm. he's got sort of that agent look. Yeah, for sure.
0: I think. Hmm. I, I just I just find his voice very grating though too. So yeah, do so you,
1: you prefer not, the bald- Not the
0: voice I wanted to hear when I you know woke up. And and that was apparently what was on, so it was right. quite unpleasant, Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah, Todd McShay is a uh, perhaps a, a pleasanter voice.
0: Uh, mm. he's had I had I woken up to McShay talking, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't have, you know, had such a nightmarish uh scenario anyway for my for myself. But uh oh well.
1: Oh well. Oh, well, indeed, we won't, we won't know exactly what's going to happen until on these drafts. Sometimes it's two or three years down the road that you actually know what uh, if they're good or bad or not. So maybe that'll that be a homework assignment. We can we can uh, determine what some of these drafts and grades and things like that were for, for, for future years, because next year, next week on the NFL front, it's going to be a lot less news and probably will be not that much news for a while until uh, training camp uh, begins, maybe a few things here or there contracts signed and minor free agent pickups and things like that yeah. uh
0: so more royals talk is what you're saying yeah
1: it'll be more royals talk i guess we have the nba initial playoffs to look forward to i don't know if there are any other big sporting events um uh, coming up uh the kentucky derby is on saturday so maybe so it is coming up we can talk about that uh <laughs> Uh, my daughter Marie loves horses, so she
0: uh, we we will probably should we, should we bet on that offline? Yeah, yeah, we, we can talk. Yeah, we can we can make our our bets for the Kentucky Derby. Make your make your trifecta. Yeah, get your trifecta pick in before Saturday afternoon, Mike. Okay, I will. I will try. Yeah. Um, right
1: now, looks like Forte. I believe it's it's F-O-R T E, So I'm not sure if it's Forte or Forte uh, is. Um, the three to one favorite tap it trice is five to one angel of empire eight to one um and then there's some 10 to ones 12 to one so it looks like there's no real big favorite at least yeah three to one is the closest so yeah uh, we'll see if we have another uh triple crown winner we've had a couple in the last five or six years uh which and we had gone uh since 1978 i believe uh yeah, uh, since uh, we had Triple Crown so it's it's possible uh, we'll have another one. It's always seems which is which is always fun. You know, it's the only horse races anybody really watches anymore. Horse racing used to it, used, it was the um, sport of kings. Uh, Kentucky Derby is the first of the three, right? Yeah, Kentucky Derby, and then we have the Preakness here in Maryland, and then the Belmont Stakes up in the, uh, New York City. Yeah. Uh, but uh, horse racing used to be the most popular sport in America. Followed by boxing and baseball. So those it, those were the three. Only baseball is. You think baseball is in the top three anymore?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. And how would you gauge it though? By television audience? By in person yeah, attendance? Attendance it's high still. You'd
1: I think you you would have to say NFL football is king. That football is by far king right now. Yeah, people are following the NFL draft, three hundred thousand people went to the draft. I mean, I
0: think- it only takes. I mean, it only take like three games, uh, baseball games, to like equal about one football game in attendance, and they play way more games in a season than that's true. Than uh, you know, three times an NFL season. So but you like also me. have television
1: <laughs> ratings and things Sometimes- like that. Yeah. Um, it turns out that the Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl was the most. Turns out they reevaluated the Nielsen ratings had to be the most watched Super Bowl of all time. Mm. Uh, I think I think they also said fifty million people in the United States tuned into the NFL Draft at one part or another. Uh, really, this time so like it, it was the highest rated. So like people are even watching the draft. Um, I think the CFL draft is this weekend.
0: But that that uh, Super Bowl apparently was the. It wasn't, not necessarily just the, the highest rated Super Bowl, but it, it actually says it's the highest rated US-based telecast of all time.
2: Ooh.
0: So.
1: That's that's pretty good.
0: More than just football games. I was wrong
1: about the CFL draft. The CFL draft happened today. Oh. I was thinking it was going to happen on Saturday.
0: Um, So we're not betting on that, you're saying. No. Um, or, or you're supposed to say, yes, we are, and then you get all of them correct.
1: I guess the CFL draft, they tend to draft Canadian players, born players, or Canadian. Um, hmm. So the, f- the first uh, number one draft pick was the Ottawa Red Blacks offensive lineman Dante Bull of Fresno State. He was from Victoria, British Columbia. Um. so I don't know if he was drafted by uh, the NFL or not, but he was uh, yeah, so then they had. The I
0: thought NFL. you were going to try to make me do a, a mock draft for the CFL, and then you would just turn one in because it already happened with all the correct answers, mm-hmm. and that was not what you are planning on doing there? That's right.
1: The Montreal Alouettes picked a guy from Penn State uh, who actually was signed with Seattle, uh, undrafted. So maybe he'll go with Seattle, or maybe he'll go with the Montreal Alouettes. It's hard to say. Um, what is an Alouette, by the way? I think it's just the song, right? Alouette, 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 Is it a dove? Is that is it, It's it's talking about uh uh pick, picking the feathers off a dove's head. Is that, is that the song's about? I don't even yeah. Know. Yeah, um, I think it's just a dove. Uh, to, yeah, a dove, gentle dove. Uh, dove, I will um, remove your plumage. plumeray. I will remove your feathers. a will tete from your head. And there's other, other, oh, it's a lark. It's a lark. Hmm. Uh,
0: so not not a dove. It's a much cooler song than I assumed it was. Yeah, like all, yeah, it's
1: a French song. So it's probably, yeah, it's a, yeah. So larks are from the family Allaudidae. Uh, so that's probably where Alawit comes from. There we go. I would probably actually probably Alaudidae might come from Aloet, because those scientific names uh are often we're, we're, we're done in the 18th century, uh careless yeah. names, that sort of thing. But um anyway, we won't get into binomial nomenclature this week on the Morning Trek power hour, but perhaps next week when we discuss more more when we have more time to digest uh the intricacies and surprises of the CFL
0: draft yeah. really it's all just trying to find other stuff to talk about rather than the royals being terrible yeah now
1: yeah there's only one team called the rough riders now in the CFL there were two teams called the rough riders. it was the ottawa rough riders and this is i think the saskatchewan rough riders um but not there's yeah so it's
0: the league imposed a maximum, a cap, a Rough Rider cap.
1: Yeah. That's CFL. Yeah, Saskatchewan Rough Riders is the other is the other one. Yeah. And it looks like Yeah. So they they made they didn't they did the entire CFL draft uh, today. I guess I don't know if that was available on TV in the, in the United States or not. I hope it was. Uh, the Simpsons had it. a the simpsons had a had a parody of the cfl draft and they it was on tv as a kind of boring tv uh thing that uh, homer was watching and i believe i remember seeing this is why i knew it was the cfl draft because uh, i'm in these simpsons groups on facebook the cfl actually uses the simpsons still from that episode promoting the cfl draft promoting it promoting its draft saying the cfl draft is coming and they had the uh simpsons uh cfl draft um screenshot great i think so um yeah so anyway this yeah i like good old CF- you know how many rounds are in the cfl draft not a clue eight rounds there are 72 picks overall because there are nine cfl teams right now okay and it seems like about at least half the players were taken from canadian universities uh and, they, and maybe the other half ish from um uh american universities but some of the players were taken in both drafts so we'll see which ones end up where yeah i think the last player that played in the uh that was draft that was drafted uh highly in the cfl draft that i remember um or was taken by the CFL was do you remember uh Raghib Ismail uh from Notre Dame uh Ra- Rocket Ismail he was a yeah. uh, great player for Notre Dame he actually signed with the Toronto Argonauts instead of playing uh in the NFL or at least that's what he was going to be so he ended up signing with the Toronto Argonauts um he would eventually Just cuz uh, he didn't
0: like who drafted them in the NFL or oh
1: he was uh, you actually preferred to play. In signed for almost five million dollars a year, which was a very high salary back then. Uh, perhaps high, uh, the highest uh, NFL player was Joe Montana, only making three million, three point two five million per year. So he was signed for more money than any NFL player uh, for the argument. It wow. was also higher than the salary. It's higher than the salary cap uh, uh, for e- for most teams, but it was, I guess, a special dispensation or something. But he ended up getting drafted like in the third or fourth round um uh that year and um eventually in a couple of years he ended up going to the Raiders. Uh the Raiders drafted him in the fourth round to uh, try to get his rights anyway. So um mm. but he had a, a decent career in the NFL but not as good as um uh maybe was projected. Probably his brother kadri Mile uh, may have had a, a better uh career in the NFL. Uh, than the Ragib, rocket, Ismail Kadri, the missile, Ismail. We probably wouldn't call uh, somebody with the last name Ismail uh, missile rocket these days, uh, post 9-11. Probably not anymore, yeah. But they also had a brother named Suleiman, who was known as the bomb, but he never uh, took off. And that probably would also would not uh, uh, fly uh, nowadays. But... We digress, we were going to wrap things up and we ended up uh, uh, going down the CFL rabbit hole, uh, which may be, a I, we, we talked a lot about Canadian sports uh, these uh, past couple of weeks and because of the, N- the NHL and the CFL and so maybe we'll do that even more uh, in coming weeks or uh, depending on our uh, legions of, of fans uh, and, who send us uh, emails and letters every day. Uh, we will we will discuss topics more uh, amenable uh, uh, to their interests, but now that's 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 something that we'll decide next week. Uh, until then, I am Dr. Michael worman He is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the One in Direct Power. Please like and or subscribe to our little podcast uh, slash YouTube channel thing we've got going here. It's available in many formats and through many. Um, different conveyances, options, whatever you want to call them. and um, So good good luck uh, this weekend if you're betting on the Kentucky Derby. Good luck uh, if you're watching the NHL or NBA Finals. Good luck if you're rooting for a team that might have a chance this year. The Royals seem like they're out of it already. Maybe we could jump on the Pirates bandwagon. Or maybe the Orioles bandwagon. They've been bad lately, but now they seem to be good again. So Um, Those are the two teams most popular in my area. Um, But at any rate, uh, until next week, we will wish you good day.